Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to Bearcat Rewind, episode number 35 of the podcast. We are joined today by Bearcat Football's Elijah Green. Elijah is a junior from right here in Maryville. While he was with the Spoof Hounds, a two-time All-State performer under head coach Matt Webb. Now he's a member of probably the most dominant defensive line in the country, but it's been a roller coaster ride of an offseason. First, COVID-19 wipes out spring ball, weight rooms are closed, and so Elijah talks with us about some alternative solutions to the weight room, and he really got creative. You'll want to hear that story coming up about what he was able to do to be able to stay in shape. Also, there have been protests and rallies around the country during the summer after the death of George Floyd, and Elijah was one of the leaders that stepped up and spoke here in Maryville during the rally at the courthouse, so we discussed that, and really, it's pretty simple. His message is one of love, and it should be pretty easy for all of us to get behind, so we have that much, much more coming up here on the podcast today. Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. Now, we recorded this with Elijah late last week prior to the MIAA's announcement that the fall sports season will not start until the week of September 28th, so that is not included in this conversation. If you missed any of that or are looking for some additional information, we spoke with Northwest AD Andy Peterson for about 10 minutes on July 20th. After that announcement was made, he provided some good information on that. So that is on the previous podcast episode here on Bearcat Rewind. As for our interview with Elijah, we talked about his choice to stay in Maryville to play college football, growing up around Northwest, and perhaps not being the most well-known member of his family here in Maryville. All of that's coming up. Elijah Green is our guest on this edition of Bearcat Rewind. Pleased to be speaking with Elijah Green from the Northwest Missouri State football team, a defensive tackle here from Maryville, Missouri, heading into his junior season uh, with the Bearcats. Elijah, we appreciate you coming on and chatting with us. And it's been kind of a crazy spring into the summer. You didn't even get a spring practice for football, but we're inching a little bit closer to the season. How do you feel physically, and does it feel like we're kind of getting back into football mode? Um, it is. It definitely has been a crazy crazy you know past couple months like you said um i feel like we are inching closer and closer to a football season but you know we just don't know that's the hardest thing i think for everybody right now is just we just don't know what's going on we don't know what the ncaa is going to make for everybody or what our conference is going to do it's just hard you know not knowing what what's going to go on here maybe even tomorrow or so it's that's the most challenging part of it but I'm trying to remain hopeful and optimistic that we'll still be back ready to go come come September. Heading into, into this junior season, once we actually had uh, school end for the year and we kind of got into what it should feel like for the summer, at least around Maryville, does it feel a little bit more normal or does it still kind of feel like everything's flipped upside down for you guys? Um, it's starting to feel a little bit more normal. So for the first, we've been back for about a month now. And for the first two weeks, we had uh, we were working out in very small group size, probably eight to ten people max. And um, we were always keeping a safe distance from everybody, and it was very independent work. We're now, after we've had these two weeks, now we're we're getting back more into normal. We're not one hundred percent back in the normal, like nothing's wrong right now, but um, we we are taking taking steps to get to that way. And it took a little bit until we reached, you know, into June before they opened up 
the weight rooms on limited bases mm-hmm. and making sure it's it's safe for everyone. Whenever we go through that point and we lose the spring practices and the spring games and the, and the weight room's not open, what did you do to stay sharp and to stay healthy and, and, and in shape during that time? Yeah, that was one of the hardest things because um, it wasn't like, oh, uh, the weight room's closed on campus. We can just go to a different weight facility like Town or something and go lift. It was, everywhere was closed. But um, so I was staying out at my parents' house at the time, and uh, we have some weights there, and um, I would do some training there. And then me and my roommate, Zach Howard, we would uh, – we, I live out in the country, so I, we would uh, go out and chop a tree down every week. And that was <laughs> always – I got a lot more appreciation for people that do that because it is not an easy task, and it was definitely a lot harder than what I thought it was going to be. So if you guys are going head-to-head, and if you take two separate trees and you're just swinging an axe, who's going to win that battle of getting that tree down first? Oh, I'm going to win it 10 times out of 10. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll go through, and uh, as you're getting ready and you're going through all this stuff and, and staying in shape, is, is Joe Q on the phone? Do you have these guys? Are you texting them? Is there anything like that? Or is it just kind of like each individual player's responsibility of, hey, if you want to be on the football field for this team next season – then you have to be doing this on your own. Um, it was a little bit of both. So we had a like a Google Excel sheet for the football team where every week, because we always draft uh, teams for community service. And um, it was kind of fortunate that we have done it that like that before because then we drafted our team and then each team, like the team captains, the four of us were responsible for every single person on our team um, to turn in or like submit on their Google Docs like, how many, like, what workouts they did what day, um, what type of conditioning they did, if they did football work. Um, while we were, we were still in school, like, if their grades were good, what their GPA was, if they needed help in any classes, just things like that. So not only just being football, but in the academics as well, it was really, it was really nice for us to hold each other accountable, and it was something that everybody on the team could see. So as we go through this summer and, and the pandemic's going on throughout the country and, and there's so much focus on that to try to keep everybody safe and keep everybody healthy, uh, at the same time, there's so much turmoil as well with uh, civil injustice around the country. And we saw uh, at the center of it this summer was the death of George Floyd at the hands of some officers up in Minneapolis. Uh, we had a rally here in Maryville, and, and you stepped up among some others and, and spoke at that. Can you just talk about what that was like? Um, you're in your hometown and you're setting up and, and you're speaking to so many people of different races about what this means to be able to step up and support one another and treat everyone equally. Yeah, it was, it was something that I had never done before. And I feel like it was an obligation for me to do because I felt really strongly about the matter. And I wanted to speak up because I didn't agree with how some people were trying to search for justice. Me, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in Christ and I believe that we shouldn't, we shouldn't hold, we shouldn't search for justice. We, uh, God is the only, um, judge and jury that we need in our world and he will serve the justice for these people when it's their time for justice to be served. So I'm, I'm not so much looking for justice for these people. I'm just looking to spread awareness and try to get everybody to come together so we can just be one nation and be a model nation and be a, a model city for all these people around the world to see and be like, hey, maybe we should be like Maryville, Missouri, where everybody's welcome, where everybody feels loved. You know, no matter what your skin color is, no matter what your political affiliation is, no matter what 
you know, no matter if you're gay, straight, you know, anything, everyone's loved here. So I feel like um, that was really the impact of my message that everybody should try to love one another, no matter what they are, because hating somebody for their differences isn't going to get you anywhere. You're just going to create more hate and more conflict, and that's not good for society. And it's a voice, I think, right now that we need to hear, not only um, speaking out on it, but from from younger generations and, and stepping up and being able to take, take that platform. How does it change it, too, whenever you think about you know, your father, Clarence Green, the chief of police here on the, on the Northwest Missouri State University campus? And there's a lot of people uh, upset with, with law enforcement, but at the same time, it's not – you can't make a blanket statement that it's just law enforcement overall. We need to – you know, it's only bad people in it with, with this. It's – Everybody needs needs to stay, take those steps to, to love, and, and you kind of have that um, interesting, I guess, perspective of, you know, your dad's the chief of police, but obviously there are some uh, injustices going on around the country. Yeah. Um, I feel like so many people nowadays are so quick to generalize that it just because the actions of these few police officers is now it's the stigma that all police officers are bad. And I can tell you, with you, like you said, my father's a police officer, so I can tell you firsthand that not all police officers are bad. And I put out a tweet the other day that was directly about this that said, we, we need to fight hate with love and forgiveness. Fighting hate with hate and unforgiveness only leads to more hate and can lead you to becoming the oppressor you're actively fighting. So when people always, because I look at it as when somebody, you know, when we see so many black citizens saying that all cops are bad and we need to defund the police and they're terrible, terrible, terrible people when they don't necessarily know every single cop. They're just judging the mass majority of these cops because of the few choices. But they're not happy with the stereotypes placed on them because of the few blacks that are making the choices. So it's a double-edged sword that they're trying to use that I don't think is, is right to use. I feel like we need to, the people that do these bad things should, they deserve the punishment that they get, but it should not be a reflection on what everybody else that that person does. That, it should not be a reflection of every single repeat police officer just because one police officer made a bad choice and did a wrong action. With the rally earlier this summer, there there were a few um, threats against it, and so there was some uncertainty. Maybe it wouldn't be held, maybe it would. Um, was it kind of a proud moment for you to see so many people coming out to support that that day? It was. Um, it, it honestly brought tears to my eyes um, because when we were going there, because we knew um, Coach Wright had called all of us and he said, if, if any of you guys are going, we're all going. He's like, it's not just going to be one of us or two of us that goes. We're going to do it together or none of us are going. Either it's all of us or none of us. And so we saw as like as athletics as a whole for Northwest, we thought we were going to be like, it was mostly going to be us because everyone was like, oh, it's canceled. We're not going anymore, all this. And then to get there and see that we were like the actual minority of the people there, it was it was so heartwarming to see that so many people care about this issue. And so many people took the time out of their day to show up and express their feelings about the issue. You chose to stick around your hometown to play uh, college football at Northwest Missouri State, and, and you think about Maryville and, and what this town has meant to you. But, um, you know, sometimes people say, you know, there are always greener pastures out there. What made you decide to stick around Maryville to go to Northwest? Um, what made me stick around was 
honestly, it's the family atmosphere. I know every other college wants to say that we're a brotherhood or that we are an actual family, but when you come here to Northwest, it's, it's different than that. We're an actual family. Like, you build personal connections, and these are going to be the people that I remember and I can talk to for the rest of my life that I know here. And the coaches are super, super nice, super friendly. Um, they're going to coach you the right way every single day. They're going to be on you about doing your – it's not only – the coaches aren't going to only be on you about football. They're going to be on you about school, making sure you're turning in your assignments, making sure your GPA is good, all of these things. It, it was just – to me, it was – there was no other choice. It was everything that I wanted and more. Whenever you're going through the recruiting process and uh... – did you essentially know this entire coaching staff your entire life? And with your dad being on campus working and um, being around football, was that a pretty easy recruiting of, you know what, it's not weird. I kind of know these guys already. And so you could kind of just get right into football. Yeah, I had uh, met the majority of them by the time. I had built a relationship with the majority of them probably before I was in high school. So it was it was pretty uh, an easy, smooth transition into it too. And I think why – it made my decision so easy also is that I knew I could trust these people with my athletic future. And I knew I could, could I could trust this university with my academic future too. We look down the road and, and head coach Matt Webb at Maryville has, I mean, it's a dominant high school football program. Northwest Missouri state continues to reel off playoff appearances and in MIAA conference championships. What is in the water in Maryville? You've been here since day one uh, of you know birth to now. What is it about this place that churns out great football? I think it's just our attitude, honestly. I think it's just that we're not going to accept anything but greatness. And it's like what Coach Wright preaches every single year to every single recruiting class. You come to Northwest Missouri State to be elite. You come here to be the best player. And I feel like that's the exact same mindset that Coach Webb instilled in all of us at the high school is that we are not going to accept defeat. We are going to win every single game, or we are going to swing at everything we got if we don't win. And like me, I only lost three games my whole entire high school career. And it was just, it's, we have a zero tolerance. We don't put up with losing. Every, any characteristic that resembles losing it's thrown out the window immediately. And that's the thing that I love so much about this place is because no one likes to lose a game. You know what I mean? No one likes to lose. So just being able to win and win consistently and do it the right way and be built from the ground up on how to do these things is it's honestly a blessing. And it's the most, it's the thing that I'm most, that I'm most thankful for in my life. You know, Maryville has a great tradition of running backs. I mean, some really elite backs coming out of that backfield I mean, do you come sometimes go to Coach Wright and say, you know what, I took some carries in high school and I was pretty good. Maybe you should give me the ball. <laughs> yeah, every <laughs> once in a while I'll joke with him about that. I don't think anything serious, but I always say, hey, if you need a goal line, or, you know, I'm, you're on the one-yard line, just get me in there. I can get you a yard for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a highlight online of, I mean, it takes like five guys before they brought you down, so clearly the power is there. You keep the legs moving, but you mentioned <laughs> Coach Wright and, and – you know, it's always that defensive line is uh, is kind of his baby, and it always always great at Northwest. How much pr more pressure is it knowing that the head coach has your position group, but at the same time, you know you have to be at that elite level because the head coach has your position group. Yeah, in my eyes, and I think as I can speak for the rest of the defensive line, we're all blessed that it is us 
we don't want it. Like, we came here for it to be us. We came here for Coach Wright to say, this defense is going to run around you guys, and you are going to be the focal point of our defense. Like, we don't play with five people in the box because we, or we play with five people in the box because we know that up front we can dominate opponents. And for us, that's the most, that's the most greatest compliment that you can give a, a player is that, all right, we're going to play with five in the box and we're going to dominate a team's running game and we're going to get after the pass with four people. That's the, that's the greatest uh, compliment you can give to a defense alignment. And it's, we all just look at it as a head-on challenge and say, we want it and put it on our shoulders. We don't want it on anybody else's. It's a group that has been fantastic for a long, long time here at Northwest Missouri State. Looking forward to that continuing again this year. Uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier um, your father, Clarence Green, the chief of police here at Northwest Missouri State. Uh, is your dad the most famous person in Maryville? He has to be, I right? Think he, I, yeah, I, I honestly think he might be. <laughs> um, my roommate talks to me about this all the time. He's like, how do you know all these people that are here? I say, honestly... I don't know 99% of these people. They know me because they know my dad. <laughs> well, <laughs> so any, I, honestly, I think he is the most famous person. And any time you run into him, I mean, just a great personality. Everybody loves Clarence. Does he change uh, behind closed doors when you get home? No, he's, he's that same person. He's always, you know, happy, jolly. And one of the reasons why I came here is because because of my dad and my dad played defensive tackle here. So it was kind of like passing him, passing the torch down to me to carry on his legacy that he left behind for me. Who was the better social media presence of you two? Probably, probably Clarence. I mean, <laughs> it's a little bit unfair because he doesn't necessarily do all this. He has like a social media team mm. that does his, but it's all right. It's all right. I'm not mad about it. It's just that, he, he has a team to do his where I'm just a solo act. One of these days, you'll have your team with yours too, right? Yes, yes, and, and we will get our revenge, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, a couple more real quick ones for you, then I'll let you go. Uh, who's the funniest player on the Northwest football team? The funniest player? Oh, man, that's a good one. Um, I would probably have to say the funniest player? Oh, man. Honestly, I don't know if I could give it to a single player. I could just go with a position group and say the defensive line. I don't think any of us are, like, insanely funny, but when we all get together, it's literally, like, the most fun I'll ever have. Because we're all really loud people. We all joke a lot, and it's a lot of fun. So I would probably the funniest people, I would probably have to put it down between Dustin Piper and Sam Roberts. Those two are both are two really, really funny guys that can can uh, can get me chuckling for sure. Which when I feel like if I've seen those guys out and you know, all everybody's very kind of just studious reserved and, and, and very polite. But they're so quiet whenever you see them. It's uh-huh. I couldn't imagine behind closed doors of those guys just kinda ripping them. <laughs> yeah, it's it uh it's kinda like a whole entire different mood flip, but but they are definitely funny guys for sure. All right, last one. What was your go-to binge-worthy TV show during the shelter-in-place during the spring? Definitely Ozark. I had never watched Ozark before this year, but a wide receiver on the team, Gus Gomez, he's one of my close friends, and he had, he loves it. He would always tell me every single spring when it would come out, you got to watch Ozark, you got to watch Ozark. I was like, oh, because I love watching The Office. And I was like, you know, I don't know. I'm a big office watcher, so I'll just get the office. And in this spring, 
I finally broke down and watched it, and it is a fantastic show. And if you haven't watched it, I encourage you to watch it because it is amazing. Only one more season. Next year is going to be it. So I know, and I, I'm excited for it. I'm, I don't know how it's going to end, and I'm, I'm ready for it to come out already. Yeah, the, the season finale of this year blew my mind. Did not see that coming. So I hear you there. Yeah, I was definitely shocked, and it, it sucks because when it ends, I, I'm just like, I want to watch. Them. I want to see what happens like two seconds after. I want to see it so bad. But <laughs> I guess that's why I have to wait a whole year for it. You just have to fill that time with The Office, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Awesome. Elijah, we appreciate the time. Thanks for coming on the podcast, and and good luck this upcoming football season. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. Thanks once again to Elijah Green for joining us here on Bearcat Rewind. Enjoyed chatting with him, and thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends about Bearcat Rewind. I'm Matt Tritton. We will talk to you again next time.